0: The possibility of a graduated income tax is once again percolating in Springfield. Back in 2020, Governor J.B. Pritzker proposed a wealth tax that was ultimately voted down by Illinois residents. Now, State Senator Robert Martwick is advocating for a change to the income tax, but with a different approach. He represents the 10th District, which includes Jefferson Park and Portage Park on Chicago's northwest side. And he joins us now to give us details and the status of the bill. Hi, Senator. Welcome to Reset.
1: Hi, thanks so much for having me.
0: So as I alluded to there, a change to Illinois' income tax was attempted several years ago, and it was unsuccessful. Why are you trying again?
1: Well, um, just because we were not successful in changing the policy didn't mean that we were successful at fixing the state's problems going forward. So, you know, for me, we have to address some of the structural problems we have We have to be able to grow our revenues in order to meet the needs of our state and in order to provide, to pay down our debts. And we have to acknowledge that the middle class is very much overtaxed in this state compared to other states. And so creating more fairness in our taxing system and creating a potential for better revenue growth to meet our needs and pay down our debts in the future still remains. And so I thought it was important that we continue the discussion and show what a graduated rate structure could accomplish.
0: So let's dig into it. Uh, How is this different from Governor Pritzker's so-called fair tax plan?
1: Well, um, what I've done is uh, started out by filing a a tax rate structure that is revenue neutral, meaning it wouldn't actually raise revenues over what the flat tax currently raises today. So it acknowledges all of the good work that's been done in Illinois to begin to address those long-term structural problems we have made great progress, right? So what this does is it just creates a system that will grow better with time. The graduated rate structure will generate more revenues over time and then, than the flat tax would. And it also provides an opportunity to give real tax relief to a middle class that so, for so long in Illinois, as we've suffered through financial problems, has really taken it from both sides. Meaning every time we've had financial problems in Illinois, We raise a flat tax structure, which burden falls disproportionately on the middle class. And then, of course, we always make cuts. And throughout history, what we've done is we've cut those sorts of programs and uh, things that create opportunities for the middle class to get ahead. So we have very high. And again, we've begun to address these problems, but we still underfund education. We underfund higher education. We underfund mental health services and social services compared to most of the states. We're one of the lowest in the country. And so- by giving the middle class some tax relief and creating greater revenue growth, we we can begin to balance those scales for people who work so hard.
0: Right. I want to dig into some of those numbers. The tax rate for uh, low-income single filers could be cut as low as 4% with your plan, which is lower than Pritzker's 4.75%. The tax rate won't hit 4.75% until folks with an income of $100,000 and the max rate would be 6.95% on incomes of $500,000 or more and $1 million for couples that filed jointly. This is also lower than Pritzker's, whose original was 7.95%. Uh, as you mentioned, the proposal would be revenue neutral, meaning it would raise the same amount of money as our current tax rate. So help us understand, why not immediately attempt to increase revenue? Well, I, I think over time.
1: Yeah. And, and again, I, I'm not saying that that's off the table. Um, the uh, original rate structure that I filed and, you know, if if we, f- for instance, right now, the uh, commercial club is is has proposed a what I think is really a a very um, wise analysis of our future liabilities, our debt liabilities. And they so, show how we can save the next generation so much money, up to 40 billion dollars that the next generation can use to you know, fund programs that they need for their generation. Um, but that includes a temporary tax increase, right? So I thought it was very important to start out with showing what a graduated rate structure would look like if we weren't attempting to raise revenue. And so you can see how much benefit can come to the middle class and the working class and working poor uh, in our society for such small burden upon those who have been so fortunate. Um, if we need to Uh, But in, in like I say, in working in conjunction to try and solve some of these future problems, well, then we can start with the rate structure that I filed and we can raise those rates accordingly if we feel the need to solve problems like the commercial club is proposing to do. So mm-hmm. again instead of starting from that flat structure we start with a graduated rate structure to see what those liabilities and what that relief would look like, right? So imagine being able to raise the revenue that the commercial club says that we need to really solve our problems and do it while giving the middle class tax relief that would be something that I would be very interested in, but you know, we, we got to have the options out there so we can discuss them.
0: Will Illinois residents get to vote on this bill?
1: Well, that's my hope, right? So, um, the the there is a. Much like with Governor Pritzker's plan, there is a constitutional requirement that all income be taxed at a flat rate. The whole idea of the fair tax was just simply to remove that constitutional requirement. So the only way my rate structure could ever be considered is if the voters vote in a referendum. And that's something I'm pushing for. Um, I think we're early in the game on that. We have to generate more interest and we have to generate more support in the General Assembly um, but that's something I'll be pushing for. Certainly, I think voters should have the opportunity. And, you know, since the fair tax was defeated, um, Governor Pritzker's initiative, I think people are really with the post lockdown um interest uh, or uh, cost of living increases, right? You've got people who are, inflation is really squeezing their pocketbook. And I think that they might be more interested in seeing some real tax relief and hopefully less skeptical of the government.
0: I mean, you've said you're hoping the bill will, at the very least, spark conversation about tax policy in this state. I mean, what discussion do you think that we should be having right now when it comes to this?
1: Well, I think it's really critically important. I mean, we, we have a citizen legislature and the nature of our government is we tend to be very short-term thinkers. Um, did we balance the budget today? How are we doing financially today? That's great, but that sort of thinking has led to so many problems almost in every level of government. So having this discussion gives us an opportunity to look like what is the best way to solve our future problems and prepare the next generation so they're not dealing with the problems that we were left with, right? Um, And so that's really what this is about is trying to, like you said, Governor Pritzker and the General Assembly, I think some of the work we've done has really shown positive benefits, credit upgrades, balanced budgets, even surpluses at times. Well, uh, we need to find a way to ensure that that continues to grow and we're not left in five years with budget shortfalls and making cuts to critical services again. So this is about preparing the state for a better system that will better provide for it.
0: State Senator Robert Martwick represents parts of Chicago's northwest side. Thank you so much for taking the time.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Let's bring in another voice here for analysis. Joining us now is Ralph Martiri, executive director of the Center for Tax and Budget Accountability. Welcome back to Reset, Ralph.
2: Always happy to be on the program, Sasha. How are you? Doing well.
0: Thanks for for being here. We just talked, as you heard, with the state senator about his new income tax proposal, what are your initial thoughts?
2: Well, we are fully supportive of the state moving to a graduated rate structure for its income tax. And it's it's not just because, you know, that, that seems like a good thing to do. It's actually sound tax policy. I mean, one question you asked Senator Martwick was what sort of tax policy discussion should we have? Yeah. As it turns out, I teach a, a master's class on tax policy for Roosevelt University, and there are four things you really need that are economic elements for your tax system to work. It needs to be fair. It needs to be responsive to the economy. It needs to generate stable revenue during poor economic cycles, and it needs to be efficient in that it shouldn't distort important private economic decisions. Well, Illinois' tax policy is 0 for 4, and that's probably not a good place to be. It's why Illinois historically has had a structural imbalance between its revenue growth and cost growth. So the, the fairness principle, and once again, there's from a tax policy standpoint at least, there's no debate about this, although people's normative values are all over the place. A fair tax system is one that has a progressive rate structure. That is where the rates get slightly higher on slightly uh, greater levels of income and lower on lower levels of income. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is how income is distributed in the modern economy. The vast majority of income growth over time goes to upper income brackets. And to be fair to taxpayers, you want their tax burden to reflect their ability to pay, so it should track their growth in income. Right. There's only one tax that will let you do that, Sasha, and that's the income tax. And, and Every Ralph, other tax doesn't care about your ability to pay.
0: And, and Ralph, so we're clear, how does cost of living factor in here? You know, like $100,000 well, in Chicago is different from, you know, $100,000 in Lossmore, for instance.
2: Cost of living factors in to a degree, but really not as much as income growth and income share. So, like, I'm going to give you some Illinois statistics to just sort of open eyes. And this is using federal data from income tax returns that Illinoisans filed. In 1979, the richest 1% in our state had an average income of $411,000. By 2018, that had grown to $1.4 million a percentage growth of 254%. The bottom 99% in Illinois, everybody else, had an average income of $51,000 in 1979, and it went all the way up to $62,000 by 2018, a growth of about 20%. So you could see how income growth is very much skewed to upper income classes. And you need a tax system that could respond to that. Mm-hmm. And, and once again, the only way to do that is with a graduated rate structure for your income tax, because every other tax, sales tax doesn't care about your ability to pay it. If, if you and I, and let's assume you're a millionaire because you're, you're a well-paid radio host, and, and I'm a uh, blue-collar That's a, a huge guy. assumption.
0: But carry on. <laughs> and I'm
2: a blue collar guy working at a nonprofit and a professor at a university earning a very really low wage. And we both bought the same lawnmower where we both pay the same sales tax on that lawnmower. But because you're a millionaire and I'm earning a, a very low wage, it would take a much bigger portion of my wage, that sales tax. Property tax, same thing. Excise taxes, same thing. There's no tax that actually responds to your ability to pay it other than the income tax. And then only if it has a graduated rate structure. So the problem in Illinois, one of our tax policy core problems, is we have a constitution that prohibits literally designing the tax system in a way that you could build some fairness into it by having a graduated rate structure for your income tax. So that's that's one of the challenges. And unfortunately, I think you correctly pointed out, the voters turned down their uh, votes for the what was called the fair tax that Governor Pritzker put on the table, and that would have just amended the Constitution to allow a graduated rate structure, although he did propose a rate structure that was different yeah. than Senator Martwood's and substantially different. He would have generated $3.6 billion in new revenue. Senator Martwood maintains his would be revenue neutral. I think it, I think it's spending an awful lot of political capital if mm-hmm. you're going to try to get an amendment to the Constitution to start with a rate structure that's neutral because then it's hard to change those rates. Mm -hmm. So I do think Pritzker was right to shoot for getting some money in the door when you go to the graduated structure.
0: Here's the thing. Mark Mark says that this bill is trying to help the middle class, as we've mentioned. Do you think, though, that it's actually going to create more equity?
2: Well, it would would certainly reduce tax burden for the bottom and middle. I I think that Senator Martwork's approach is far more about tax relief than it is about the revenue side of the ledger. Unfortunately, in Illinois, you need to deal with both, because we have a structural imbalance between our revenue growth and service cost growth over time. So we do need to get new revenue in. Our, our tax policy doesn't work in a modern economy. One of the reasons is we don't have this graduated rate structure that actually responds to how incomes are distributed in our state. So that's, a, that's one of the things that constrains revenue growth over time. But we also have one of the most unfair tax burdens in the nation. So uh, on average, people in the bottom quintiles so of the bottom, 20% of income earners pay 14.5% roughly of their income in state and local taxes in Illinois, whereas the wealthiest 1% only pay about 7.4% of their mm-hmm. income. And that's one of the most unfair, regressive tax systems in all of America. So we need to do both things, right? We need to raise new revenue and shift tax burden away from low and moderate income earners. Now, I think it'll be very difficult to convince the General Assembly to Pass a resolu- resolution to go to the voters again with a referendum in the in the near future. Near future being the next two to four years, mm-hmm. because of that recent defeat. So there are ways, from a tax policy standpoint, you could actually create some more fairness in your tax system with a flat rate structure.
0: So when when Governor Pritzker tried to get this his tax reform passed back in 2020, there was a, a massive campaign against it. It was largely funded by by Ken Griffin. Do you expect that there will be similar pushback if um, Senator Martwick's proposal goes before Illinois voters? Let me think about it, yes. Okay. There's no doubt the, in your mind, it sounds
2: like. no doubt in my right mind. You know, this is, this is something that the uh, well-funded anti-tax right-wing groups, have as one of their cause celebs and, and that is stopping graduated rate structures because they know what they, what these things effectively do is they shift some tax burden from low and moderate income families to upper income families, and you know that's anathema to their worldview, which is interesting in a way because if you're a true capitalist and i 'm a capitalist in my in my worldview but i'm I'm an Adam Smith capitalist let's talk about Adam Smith. The guy that invented capitalism, he wrote The Wealth of Nations, published in 1776, so Capitalism in America, Born Together. And he talked about tax policy. And this is a direct quote from The Wealth of Nations. He said, The subjects of every state ought to contribute to the support of government as nearly as possible in proportion to their respective abilities, that is, in proportion to the revenue which they respectively enjoy under the protection of the state a goal of taxation should be to remedy inequality of riches as much as possible by relieving the poor and burdening the rich. And he came up with that because he said if you have a capitalist economy, income growth will always disproportionately advantage top income classes over everyone else. And if that's how the system is going to work, The people that are reaping the greatest benefit from your economic system ought to have the greatest tax burden Mm -hmm. as a percentage of their income to support the government that in turn gives them an economy that lines their pockets. Well, the data very much show that Adam Smith was right about how a a private sector economy works, not evil or immoral, but it is how it works. So we need to recognize that in our tax system by relieving taxes for low- and middle-income families and raising taxes on more affluent families. And and if we don't do that, by the way, we're missing where most of the economic growth in the economy and income growth in the economy occurs over time, and that leads to a structural imbalance between your tax revenue growth and your service cost growth. Because Your service costs will grow with inflation, but your tax revenues can't because they're not designed to respond to where incomes are growing most
0: heartily. We'll leave it there. Ralph Martiri is executive director of the Center for Tax and Budget Accountability. Thank you, Ralph.
2: Thanks for having me on the program, Sasha.